0: Well, good morning and welcome to 89.1 FM radio. Coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. We're very happy that you tuned in. Hopefully you have a good show today and uh, we're still in the COVID season, so we're not in the station as we usually are, but you are able to tape and get these tapes on uh, radio on our regular program time on Saturday 9 to 10 a.m. So I'm here in this studio with my good friend, David Abud. Hi, David. Hey, Jen. How are you? Great to be here again. Good to be back. Huh? Yeah, it
1: sure is. Beautiful day today. Yeah.
0: Started out heavy rain, autumny, and we go forward. You know, there's a lot going on.
1: Yes. Our elections are coming up here. The COVID thing yeah. and all this other stuff. Crazy. But
0: we, we we kind of transitioned from the book of Revelation. We've been on that for several weeks. And um, one of the things we talked about at length was the whole thing with churches, because chapter 2, and chapter 3 of the book of Revelation is what's known as the seven churches mm-hmm. that Jesus addresses personally in a letter. And these are literal local churches in Asia Minor, which is present-day Turkey. And so that shows you, in God's point of view, how important the local church is. And we're going to discuss that today. And We're going to look at the scriptural basis uh, why church? You know, is church mandatory? Is church something I should consider if I don't belong to a church? Um, what does it mean, not simply to go to church, but belong to a church? And I'm going to start out with uh, in Matthew chapter 16. That's a good one. Where Jesus says to Peter mm-hmm. at this time, Simon Bar Jesus calls and he says, uh, "Okay." Uh, when Jesus had come to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that the Son of Man is? It's interesting he says that. He says that like people on the outside. Yeah. What are they saying? But he's using of this title, Son of Man, which is the title of the Messiah mm-hmm. included in that question. And they said, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. That's what they're saying out there. Just like today in the world, there's many... Uh, people that have an opinion about Jesus, but is it the biblical truth, who Jesus truly is? And then he turns and he says, but he said to them, (coughs) but who do you say that I am? That's like a person. And that's when Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is the big revelation that Jesus has come. He's been identified. He's validated who he is through his miracles, through fulfilling prophecy And he's about to be crucified and then, of course, risen and ascended to heaven. And then he responds by saying, Jesus said to Peter, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, that's his name, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There it is. Okay, now... Here it is. He's establishing the church is based on the person of Jesus Christ. And if you go to other scriptures, like in Ephesians chapter Mm 2, verse 20, it talks about Jesus being the foundation stone. Yeah, the the cornerstone. It says that in Peter Mm -hmm. 2, 1 Peter chapter 2. And then built on top of that is the apostles, the prophets, the uh, evangelists, teachers. And so we see this building. Yeah. It says, now, at this time, what's interesting is they're right, probably right close to the temple, which is the center of worship in Israel at that time. Mm-hmm. But that's going to be destroyed yeah. in about 40 years from Jesus making this announcement. But he's establishing and growing, or making, if you will, a brand new temple. And it says that, we'll look at this later, but in 1 Peter chapter 2, it talks how we're living stones built into this temple, and the foundation is Christ. So it's very interesting how this kind of unravels. So here he's he's given us the mandate. And when you go to the end of Matthew uh, chapter 28, right before he ascends to heaven, uh, he'll say this. Okay, now Jesus is ready to ascend to heaven. All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations... Mm-hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. So here we picking up on what Jesus said in establishing his church. He said, I will build my church. Then he tells them, now you go, basically, and make disciples, go build my church. And then when we turn to Acts of the Apostles, we see that blueprint being worked out in, in yeah. establishing local churches. Any thought on this David as we well the you
1: brought up uh, two of the key reasons of why we should attend church. Uh, number one, we have uh, spiritual protection by mm-hmm. being under that umbrella. Matthew 16:18, like you said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. We, we have to have that coverage man. Mm-hmm. We have to be uh, under a church umbrella and um, you know God uses uh, the church um, you know, uh, for our benefit uh you know it it's actually to help us build up our faith uh because of the spiritual gifts that we get from each other right and we also have the spiritual protection as as was mentioned in uh yeah we'll uh, look at that how yeah.
0: that you can remove that when right. the ex communion or disfellowship. now we know that jesus established a church it, it, it's just a good working condition of what is church yeah. you know people might say well what is church well We know that church is not a building. We may go to a building that houses the church, but church just means called out ones. Ecclesia Mm -hmm. from the Latin word, um, uh, Greek word. And uh, it's an assembly that's called out. And so the church is a people, a committed community of believers. It's for Christians. Right. That come together on a regular basis to share in the Lord's Supper and baptism under pastoral care and authority for the sake of discipling or raising up Christians to maturity. And then then we're going to see um, they share one another's needs, and Mm -hmm. then they identify gifts. And you can even send out missionaries. We see that happening in Antioch when they send well, out Paul.
1: Let's talk about two of those. Okay. Uh, the churches where, as you said, God's people are taught God's word so they can grow spiritually. And you take a look at that the, the pastoral uh, epistles in 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus uh, 1 Timothy 4 6 said provides clear direction on the importance of an effective teaching ministry. 1 Timothy 4 2 commands pat- pastors and elders to preach the word. Followers of Christ can and should only study the word um, on their own. However, learning under the sound preaching and teaching ministry of pastors and other church leaders is imperative for anyone's spiritual growth. And then uh, I like the fact that um, the church is God's avenue for believers to utilize their spiritual gifts. I really like that one. Uh, You know, it suggests that if we're just spectators and we don't show up on Sunday, we're not going to get um, the ability to benefit from other people's gifts—it's right. it, just the way it is. Romans twelve three eight and one Corinthians twelve are clear on this. That you know, for us to to be enabled with God's gifts, we we have to show up. Right. And, and, and I think that's one of the challenges with the pandemic is we've seen the numbers soar with online services people staying home versus going to church physically
0: right that, and that, you know so
1: we're missing a lot by going i'm, I'm happy people are at least right. you know do, uh, doing some kind of worship but it's taking away from the fundamental core of how christ built the church exactly. and how right. it works
0: so those are good points and when we see the different uh, components of the church yeah so when we continue to track through you know Jesus establishes the church in Matthew chapter 16. He gives the great commission to go make the churches in Matthew 28. And then you see it worked out in Acts of the Apostles chapter, uh, well, you kind of see it even in chapter 1 Acts of chapter Acts of the one. Apostles. Yes, mm. he says, if you look at verse 8, uh, Acts chapter Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, do you have that? I do
1: But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, now they're launching. See, he's yeah. saying.
0: Then he rises. He goes up after mm-hmm. that, and the angels stand there. And why are you gazing upward? Verse eleven. Uh, this same Jesus who goes up in the clouds will come back in like manner. That's talking about his coming again. Yeah, it's coming so again. they've got a uh, uh, they've got a mandate, a command to go forward. Right, and that's when this. In other words, somebody said Jesus goes up, the Holy Spirit comes down, and the church goes out. Okay, that's the, the, what's going on here. So when you look at chapter 2, once the gospel has been preached on Pentecost there and filled with the Holy Spirit, many people are interested. And look, notice what they do. You can even read it in Acts chapter 42.
1: Oh, 42. Uh-huh, okay. verse, uh huh,
0: verse through 47, and that's chapter 2. And okay. there you see them developing the, what the church looks like.
1: Acts 2, verse 42. Mm-hmm. Okay, one second. Through
0: 47.
1: Okay. 42 through 47. The fellowship of the believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
0: Okay, so let's look at a couple of the items here. Number one, these believers... They continued. They just didn't start. They continued in the apostles' doctrine. Well, they, that was the Word of God. They're, they're in the process of writing the New Testament. But they continue what the apostles are teaching. They're hearing the Word of God. second word you see there is fellowship. Yeah. It's extremely important, as you say, gather together physically. Jesus says in the Gospels, where two or three are gathered together, in my name, I am in your in your midst. Very right. special presence of the right. Lord there in the breaking of bread and prayers. So here we see it's praying, they're being taught, there's fellowship. Um, and then you see the breaking of bread. This could be a reference to the Lord's Supper. We'll see that in a moment. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through there. So they're seeing answers prayer in their midst. And they, they had all things in common, so they were sharing. That's a, one thing about church people don't realize is we can identify those who have a need you know, a widow or a person that's uh, just lost his job or something. The churches have capacity there to share. And then it says, verse 46, so continue daily with one accord in the temple. That's where they met before the temple. Breaking of bread from house to house. Notice they're in the temple, which is a big congregation. Then they go house to house. So a really healthy church will have... The church, you know, coming together and then break it down into small groups, which is very essential yeah. for fellowship. Yeah. And what do they do at the broke bread, house to house, ate their food, gladness, simplicity of heart, and they worship. It says they praise God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily. Notice the church, those who are being, so you see these components, yeah. David, you know, yeah. you know, they're coming together regularly, it's physically coming together They are praying, they're teaching, they're learning, they're sharing. Have the Lord's Supper, and God has blessed them with answers to prayer and adding more and more souls, more and more people to the congregation. There's the blueprint being worked out.
1: That's the blueprint, and you can't do that alone. Can't do it alone. And you can't do it if you're not in a church. Mm -mm. So it's, um, again, we've talked about that. You know, I'm going to just also mention one of the things that's really important is uh wrote down here God's people connect with other believers in church. You can see over 60 one another's quote mentioned in the mm. New Testament, right? Yeah. So believers are to love one another, Romans 13:8. Comfort one another, 1 Thessalonians 4:18. Forgive one another, Ephesians 4:32. Pray for one another, which is the important one. Yeah. Is one of the key James 5:16 and host of other mutual admon- uh Admon, uh, admissions then it says godly manners titus 218 where christ followers can truly have fellowship with one another i i, I don't know you can't get that you alone and you got to do it in church and you know one of the things that i typically feel when i walk into church is i feel like okay we're going to get some positive you know feelings uh-huh. uh, i'm going to be uh, reconnected I'm the world has just been closed down a little bit and I'm getting nurtured in my spiritual walk right um and, and that's that's the way I feel when I go in regardless of what the sermon is yeah for sure. and you just see the, the same people you know similar people are there for the same reasons you are and that's I think what pushes my faith forward too, along with the small group meeting right. with you and others um but anyway it is so important it, if you're not in a church really so you, you got to consider it
0: exactly right so church in the New Testament, church singular, is, ma- is mentioned approximately 80 times.
1: Wow. Churches,
0: yeah. plural, is mentioned 40 times. Nearly all of the epistles uh, are written by uh, Peter or Paul or John are written to local churches, like right. the church at, at Corinth right. or the church at Philippi, or the church, or they're written to pastors or elders like Titus or Timothy mm-hmm. or Philemon. So, and then you come to the book of Revelation, it opens with the seven churches, yeah. local churches. So this shows you how it's not optional for a Christian to say, Well, maybe I'll be part of the church, maybe I won't be part of the church, maybe I'll just do go on my own on this. It's not optional. Now, there's two types of church definition. One is what's known as the universal church. Okay. That's where Jesus says, I will build my church. That's global. And you can see this in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse. 13, and this is everybody that is a believer. 1 everybody. Corinthians,
1: wait, what is it?
0: Uh, chapter 12, uh, verse uh, 13.
1: 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, and verse 13. Uh huh. Unity and diversity in the body, for we were all baptized by one Spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink.
0: See, that's everybody that accepts Christ is part of that assembly, if you will. Another verse uh, I'll look at. Uh, well, it, I,
1: I think it's it's even, even to make that clear, we're one body, right, John? Yeah, mm-hmm. And so um, we have to look at that we are brothers and sisters in one body. That's why the spiritual gifts interact like they're your own body yeah it's like not having your eyes or your ears or your hands uh and we get equipped with that one body Um, right yeah they all
0: function together but now the universal church remember that's all believers around the world and he says this in acts 20 verse 28 therefore take heed to yourselves and to the flock which the holy spirit has made you overseas to shepherd the church of god which he purchased with his own blood. That's not the local church. That's the universe that God ah, sheds. you understand okay. the difference? Well, now we shift yeah. gears to the local church. Mm. Okay. With it, most of the majority of the New Testament is written to local churches. But there is this concept of everyone that is a believer right. is part of what's known mm-hmm. as that church, that mm-hmm. we took, the universal church. Mm-hmm. But in every given local church, not everybody might be necessarily a believer. You might get unbelievers coming. in. You might right. get the wheat and the tares kind right. of thing. But... When we look at local church, did you see that all over the place again? In, uh, for for example, like in um, Galatians one one. He will say this, and again, uh, he, even in in uh, Romans sixteen five. I'll show you that they're actually meeting in a home. He says, "Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet the beloved Epaphras and the first fruits of Acacia to Christ." And over says, "Send my greetings to the church." local church that's meeting in their house you see what i'm saying yeah that's not the universal church that's the local church that's what most of the new testament focuses on is the local church again in galatians 1 1 you'll see a similar uh titling when he addresses uh, a church a local church he says paul an apostle from not Mm -hmm. from men nor through men but through jesus christ the god of the father who raised him from the dead to the churches, he's yep. right to many mm-hmm. churches in this region of Galatia. So he's right to many local churches. You right. see how that works out? Oh, yeah. And we have to have that distinction. So now, why don't people go to church? I mean, we see the demise of church attendance, <clears throat> let alone participation, in the past 30 years. That's really troubling. Okay, well, we I can, know you did some <clears> research <throat> on yep, that. Yeah,
1: I did. So... Um, if we take a look at uh, this was from a, a Gallup poll based on two thousand to eighteen combined data and surveys with church membership, uh, and these are the two percentages I looked at: uh, percent with a religion and a percent of uh, the population with no religion. Uh, millennials born well, let's start off with the traditionalists born nineteen forty five or earlier. Eighty nine percent have religion. Nine percent. No religion. Baby boomers born 1946 to 1964, 84% have religion, 14% no religion. Generation X, born 1965 to 1979, 79% with religion, 18% without. So you see this falling. Does it
0: mention anything about church? Yes,
1: that's the next thing I'm going to do. Millennials born 1980 to 2000. 68% with a religion, 29% no religion. Now, percentage of church membership among those with a religious preference by generation. So then we look now at traditionalists again. 74% have church membership. Baby boomers, 66% have a church membership. Generation X, 65%. Millennials, it goes down to 57%. So the trend line is downward. Oh yeah, absolutely, yes, Yes.
0: right. So there's our issue. Now I know we use case studies from Western Europe because somebody once
1: said what happens in
0: Western Europe eventually comes to the America.
1: Right, and remember those percentages were of, like for for millennials, the 68% who had religion, only 57% of those 68 have a a church affiliation. Yeah, Yeah, right. So yeah, they continue to shoot down. So it goes to the problem of why because
0: this is the greatest organization ever established on the earth. People won't believe that, but it mm-hmm. is. We'll look at this in a moment. Why? Because Jesus established this. Number 2, he says it's going to go on forever and yeah. the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This is God's program. And he's given us the privilege, right, to be part, right. And I my when we I want to preface this by saying I'm not talking about Small church or big church or mega church. I'm just talking, again, a committed committed community of believers that come together on a regular basis to mm-hmm. be discipled and to share and to worship God and to break bread and to have the Lord's Supper and then to go out from there to reach a lost and dying world. Okay. Yeah, Think of it like this, David. Think of an embassy. When an embassy puts, you know, like America puts an embassy in Cairo and Bangkok and they put it in... You know, Saigon, and they put it. Well, the embassy is actually under the rule and the values of the country that sends it um, from America. And they are to represent America in that foreign land and bring those values or influence to that country that they're going to. So to the church is like an embassy Mm -hmm. that God has established in all different countries and cities under his laws. Our Father, who art mm-hmm. in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as right. And it's representatives of a from another kingdom from the kingdom of God, and we're to live accordingly. But that embassy, uh, if I can say this, is the church. Do you understand? Yeah. So we can. What we did in missions when I was involved in missions and still am to a degree, is we were looking to establish and plant churches. Let's say in northern Thailand, right. where there was not before. Right. Now I go back years later. There is an established, thriving church with national pastors, Thai pastors, where yeah. I live, and they're reaching their wider community. And they're no longer dependent, or there's no longer a missionary necessary in that particular. But that mm-hmm. church is thriving. It's 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 mm-hmm. a tremendous privilege to be part of God's work, you know. And the way He works is through the church.
1: You know, it, it is. Uh, <clears throat> You know the sad part is, John, is the millennials who you know were born nineteen eighty to two thousand. The fifty nine percent of them uh, who grew up in churches are leaving primarily because uh, they don't feel the church uh, fits their lifestyle. They're looking for more of a casual church, okay, something that is cooler and you know not as traditional. I see. But when you take a look at the average senior pastor age of around fifty three. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you look at the elder population that attends church, There, a lot of those pastors are catering to the elder community, which funds the church. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, you know, we're set up, we, we've got to think out of the box if we're going to bring them back. We have to find a way to do it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... The, it, there's multiple reasons why people might leave the church, but one of the primary ones is they do have, don't have a good scriptural understanding of why church. That, that's true. In other true. words, yes, I don't true. go to church because yeah. I like the carpet or mm-hmm. I like the uh, right uh, the style of preaching or the music they're going to play. I find a church uh, because I'm commanded to, not because I like it or. And it that's meets
1: my, and that's the millennial problem. I think it's shopping for a church where you feel good about yeah. going. The music's great. It's young. That, that's an excellent point, and, and we learned that. I'm sorry, sorry to cut in, but yeah. So uh, in, in my years
0: as a, as a believer living in different parts of the world, right? my concern was, hey, I don't, in a sense, I don't have a choice. in it. I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah. But I, I'm commanded, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together so much more so as yeah. you see that day approaching. If you turn to Hebrews, um, it gives you a kind of a an outline of some of the reasons we, there's, there's simply no scriptural reason we yeah. can give to exit a church that we don't want to belong, to or it's optional. So if you see in Hebrews, Hebrews if you want to here. read this, David, yeah, um, verse 23, chapter 10 of Hebrews, um, first, okay, chapter, chapter 10, 10, verse 23 through 25.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: This is 89.1 FM radio. Glad you're tuned in today, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, and really praying uh, that you're blessed and stay safe and healthy at this particular time of the year with this COVID season. But we're just stressing the necessity of we as Christians, if you're truly a Christian and you've been born again with the Spirit of God, it is absolutely necessary to be part of the family of God, to be in a committed community of believers, the local church. There's so many blessings and so many reasons biblically that we
1: should be part of that church, and we're going to look at those. John, go you... ahead and read it. Okay. It, yeah, okay, no, it just came up. I wasn't getting, uh, my internet was broken. Hebrews okay. 10,
0: right? 23 through
1: 25. Got it. Okay, so 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. There's a lot in there. Oh,
0: boy. Do you notice where it says, hold your faith and don't waver? In other words, be be a strong believer. Don't be, you know, kind of wishy-washy. Yeah. Um, Because God is faithful. And then it says something very interesting, David. Let us consider one another. In order to stir up good love. When you go to a church and you're part of a church Mm -hmm. uh, community, they can encourage you. They can say, hey, do you want to be part of the men's group? Do you want to help us in this outreach? Do you want to help be in ushers? We need some people to help in the children's department. You can help do good works that God expects us to do. But that comes not when you're
1: isolated, but you're with other people. Right you know so yeah proverbs 27 7 says iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another that is so important uh you know it ties into this too how we can build our faith by having other christians around us regardless of the circumstances we're in it's just like
0: uh embers in in a fire coals in a fire if if you got all these embers like in in a fireplace Mm -hmm. they're gonna burn and glow and warm and give off light and heat but if you take the tongs and move one over and set it by itself, what's it going to happen? It's going to cool down. And eventually, yeah. go out. Right. So here's what it says in uh, Proverbs 18:1. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Yeah. He doesn't want to be part of stuff. Right. He, he want to isolate himself. Right. Back to Hebrews, it says this. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some. This tells us that back in the first century, they were having this problem. Yes, it, Christianity is not a do-it-yourself faith. It's 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 a community. That's why the metaphors of a flock, or a body, or um, a building or a temple these are all collective terms. It's yeah. not isolated. You know, yeah. so we're not Christian molecules just floating around independent of one another. So it says. Keep coming together, okay? But us exhorting one another—that's like encouraging one another—and so much more as you see that day approaching. Now that this day—it could reference the coming day of the Lord, coming yeah. judgment—but I believe it could also mean like the days we're in. These we're living in perilous times. Am I? Are we not? You know, oh, there's, a yeah. yep. there's a lot of confusion. There's so that we should gather together more. Mm-hmm. You know, to to strengthen, to I pray, like that. I to like that. share. And say, oh, you know, so and so is going through it. Oh, we can, we can, we can help him out here, or we're praying about this healing, or you know, so much, so much
1: there. Well, Jen, when you're alone, bad things happen, and uh, you know, we've, you know, we see scripture where you know Satan uh, prowls around like a roaring lion. When you're alone, it's a lot easier to get plucked off. And to get him inside of your head versus staying in the pack. Exactly, it's that simple. And when you've got this pandemic and everything else going on, you really you benefit so much because if you're down, typically other people are up. That's right. And and, and that's and that's what helps you get through you know the, the gaps in in your faith.
0: Exactly right. So baby. so we need each other and. Yeah. You can see this even in the world where teams mm-hmm. that really come together for a common cause, oh, yeah. football or basketball, right. they, they you don't notice differences. And you're, no. you can encourage one another. This is true in uh, work teams and everything else. Now, since we're in Hebrews, let's stay in Hebrews and look sure. at uh Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Okay, hold on a second. Hebrews is a really good... Uh, advice, you know, where it shows. Yeah. Remember I talk about the blueprint of church, the local Hebrews church? Hebrews 13? Uh-huh. Yeah, seven. it really
1: is. Verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Notice it
0: says, remember those who rule over you who spoke the word of God to you. This isn't political leadership, okay, or a boss mm-hmm. or an employee. We We should mm-hmm. be loyal. But it's those who are over you spiritually. Well, if you don't have anybody over you spiritually, where are you hearing the word of God? How are you accountable? Where's the patterns? How can you look at senior believers and pattern your life after them for kindness or hospitality or prayerfulness? And then look what it says in um, verse 17 of the
1: same chapter. Verse 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you is those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you.
0: Notice, obey those who rule over you and be submissive. So it means come under under them, and then it's very clear, how can you do this stuff if you're independent or outside of church and you don't see the value?
1: Well, John, you know, it it begs the question, uh, what if uh, you've got people in leadership where you you're not being you don't feel inspired Mm. uh you don't feel um like you know you're you're not walking out of there you know up screaming you know dancing in the in the you know pews and whatnot uh even then we're we're supposed to have allegiance and and you know be supportive right i mean that's how the model works regardless of the situation unless there's you know, some kind of impropriety or something along right, those lines. Right,
0: right. In other words, if we only went to churches that had like these really gifted teachers, yeah. preachers, and just like an orchestra, the best worship, well, yeah, but I mean, the local church is supposed to be that. Local churches in right. West, like in Rocky River and Lorraine, right. and the, not for everybody to come together under one big tent church. Yeah. And, and, and the idea, when a man of God, and now I make a. A little caveat on this if if a church has moral problems that don't want to be addressed we'll look at this mm-hmm. in a minute if the, if the pastor is immoral okay and he won't repent then that's a reason that this there's big issues there or number two if they're going off doctrinally you've seen this yes. in major denominations yeah. where they no longer believe in the deity of jesus the trinity his literal death burial mm-hmm. resurrection mm-hmm. then you got problems okay that's big and that that could be deep systematic and it oh, might be yeah. hard to root that out yeah then you might have it's like yeah. when we did the seven churches jesus says if you don't repent i'll remove the candlestick right and which means you no longer have a witness mm-hmm. in the community and we see denominations went through this and they're basically clubs now they they, they yep. come together they might discuss a book or yeah go do some good mm-hmm. works but they're not preaching that gospel mm-hmm. so those are the the two really basic requirements But if you have to discipline, let's look at how this goes down. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. One of the things why we have church is not only discipleship to raise up believers to maturity, but also for discipline. You know, it's like us raising children. I mean, hopefully you don't have to do it often, but you may have to discipline a child that he becomes a better child.
1: Okay, 1 Corinthians
0: 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Mm -hmm. And If
1: you read... Yep.
0: Maybe you could read um, verse 1 through 5.
1: Sure. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that even pagans do not tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus and the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that, this, uh, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord.
0: All right, look at this thing. Now what's going on in this church? This is a local church. They've got this guy in there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's kind of have some immoral right. relationship with his stepmother or something. He yeah. says even the Gentiles aren't doing this stuff. He says and you're putting up with it. Yeah. Again, it's he's this guy's coming to church, but he's really contaminating the church. That's what he says later on, where he says uh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do this. Verse six. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole loaf? In other words, you're this thing can penetrate. And really hurt the whole church. Right. So what does he say? Put him out. Put him out. Why? Deliver, verse 5, deliver such a one to Satan. Do you understand? That's pretty harsh. Right? I mean, because look at this. One of you mentioned earlier, one of the benefits of church is there's a spiritual protection. Mm -hmm. The worst thing a child can do is to run away from home. Mm -hmm. Because he's going out from under his parental care and authority and protection They've run away, and what you hope, God willing, that it's so hard out there on the street, prodigal like the prodigal son, son right. yeah. it drives him back, yeah. repenting, mm-hmm. and coming. That's what you're yep. going to see here. So, yep. But realize, out in the street spiritually is where Satan's walking around, seeking whom he may devour. Now, when you look at his next letter in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, two, Second Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says this in verse 5, but if anyone has caused you grief, he has not grieved me. But all of you to some extent. The punishment which was afflicted by the majority is sufficient for such a man. So on the contrary, you ought rather forgive him now, comfort him, lest perhaps such a one is swallowed up with too much sorrow. In other words, he feels bad about this. It seeming like he wants to return like the prodigal in repentance. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. In other words, restore him now. He's suffered enough out there. He's repentant. Maybe he's sorrowful. He broke off this relationship. Um, then he says, now, verse 10, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one, that person, for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Look at verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. Yeah. See, before put him out that Satan could get him, but if we hold unforgiveness, bitterness, then he can get an entry point. That's how he the, enters. But do yeah. you see the spiritual dynamics here. <clears throat> this is very important. We understand this, and I, my my fear is a lot of people don't understand the bolts, bolts, and nuts of spiritual warfare in the context of church. And he says. Then he says, we're not ignorant of these devices. In other words, we're aware of what these the devices. So this idea that he's watching, these angelic yes. beings are watching. Yeah. You'll see that clearly. In Ephesians chapter 3, in Ephesians chapter 3, where he's talking about the church, this very spiritual church, this local church in Ephesus, Uh right? he says, now, um, verse 9, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, I don't know if you have it. Yeah, I have it. And to
1: make plain to everyone the administration of this ministry, or mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So the church mm-hmm. is on display. Yes. And who's
0: watching us?
1: God. Well. And angels. Yeah. An- yeah.
0: Powers and principalities in heaven. That, that's spiritual realm. Right. That's both angelic and demonic. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the church. Yep. We don't often think of this,
1: you know. It, it's it's really it's really something when you see the Bible opening up the two worlds. Yeah. And you know, and so, when if you believe that, and and we do, mm-hmm. you know, it changes everything. Yeah, and, it, uh, your... it really does. It changes everything.
0: That's why it's so important. Yeah. To and Paul talks about. Uh strive for <clears throat> unity in the church. Yeah. You know, there's everybody's gonna maybe step on people's toes every now and again. But he says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Another place they say Look, <clears throat> Jesus prays in his high priestly prayer in John chapter 17. Yeah, I pray that they all might be one. Yeah, and they will know you're my disciples by their love one for another. Well, how is love displayed? Well, I- I got
1: a quote uh, for that, John. Um, Ephesians 4, 15, 16, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ. From whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Right. And and that's really the key. A member of Christ's body, you have a part to play. And if you sit back and question everything, or you're unhappy, as you said, with the music, this, that, or the other thing, you're not actively doing your job as a, as a body of Christ. Right, right. We we can help things, and that and we're supposed to. And we can also protect each other. Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and so we see these tremendous benefits. I'm yeah. just going
1: to list some of the things about
0: a church. To be uh-huh. to be part, and don't just go to church, be part of the church. In right. other words, be an active member and be willing to serve churches. Number one, fellowship, mm-hmm. discipleship, which simply means raising somebody up to maturity as a Christian. They say it takes a family to raise a child right. a, to young yeah. adulthood. <laughs> yeah. It takes a church right. to raise a new believer to... Uh, to be a spiritual disciple mm-hmm. number three share the lord's supper number four baptism witness to go out from there to witness yes. to share one another's needs teaching discipline if you're if somebody's really going off like this guy in first corinthians 3 he needed to be disciplined and then that brought him back right so all of these
1: things all of these things are operational only within the context the and and, and, and it, the key to is getting equipped, Ephesians four, eleven, twelve, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Right. Very important. That's
0: that that's that's one of the keys there. I mean yeah. you can just walk through this thing. I want to in the last couple of minutes I just want to look at a pattern or two. Look at First Peter. First Peter and again, Peter was the one that made this great declaration, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And now he's writing these letters. Remember Jesus said to him in John at the end of the Gospel of John, Peter, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Well, that idea of feed is given to the word of God. Give them the word of God. Teach them, teach them, equip them. So look what he says here. 1 Peter? Mm-hmm. Look at uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Verse 23. Mm-hmm
1: okay for you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of god
0: okay so there we see we're born again we have to be born again you're born into this world naturally Mm -hmm. you're part of a family right your your family and they're going to raise you you're born again spiritually then you join the spiritual family which is the local church yeah. See now he goes on from there. Yep. And then he'll say, um, verse two of chapter two. One Peter two. Uh huh. Verse two. As newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word, so that you might grow. So number one, we're In born your again. Yeah. We come into the family. But we come in as a baby. Then we're a new believer, right? Yeah. Therefore, what we should do is desire the sincere milk
1: of the world. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting to grow. Then verse 4 says, As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Do you
0: see that? Born, first you're born, and then you grow in the Word of God, and then you're being fitted. Well, if you look at a brick building, one brick is built on another brick, and you have bricks next to you, Mm -hmm. but when you're firmly played, that means other bricks can go on top of you, right? In other words, everybody has a a part to play in this, so to speak. That's the church, and we're being built up even now We don't want to be like just a rock pile out in the backyard, scattered, not at point. You want to be part of something that's going to endure. So you see a pattern here. Yeah. And then he says, you are living stones being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. What's a priesthood do? Praise to God. Offers worship Mm -hmm. to God. Speaks God's word to God's people. Right. And Creates disciples. Yes. Then he says, uh, uh, down in verse 9. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you might proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You who are not a people but are now a people of God, who have not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. So you see, once we're born again, once we get the word of God, and we're getting fitted into the body of Christ through the churches, we have a mission. And part of that mission... Is to go out into a darkened world. Absolutely, but you've got to be you got to be yeah. in, that, in that context that, that God has given us. This isn't a man's idea. No, you know. No. That's why people—it's troublesome when you read those statistics. And if you read Western Europe, it's yeah. unbelievable. Well, let me look at that real happened, quick. What happened? Yeah, in the past. I, I can
1: summarize that quick, given the time. Uh, so let's look at uh, Western Europe. Um, so. Okay, so this is, this is taken from the Pew Research Center, uh, April through August 2017, over 15 countries. Um, and when you take a look at, okay, Western Europeans continue to identify as Christians, although a few uh, regularly attend church. So 91% of that group were baptized. 81% were raised Christian. Current Christians, 71 percent mm-hmm. in those 15 countries that were polled, only 22 percent attend services monthly or more. That's the, that's the, that's the more. number. Right that's there. the number. So you got only one only 22 five. percent out of attend five. church. And again,
0: yeah, because they don't understand the biblical mandate. Yeah, they, they just drift out. It. When you say go make disciples, the thing about a disciple, as opposed to a student. A disciple is a hard thing. It implies discipline. You know, I always say to people, when I, when I when I went to college, I was taught. Mm-hmm. When I went to basic training in the army, I was trained. It's altogether different. So when when we think I don't like the church, the church isn't right for me, and I just you know the message isn't yeah. That forget all your self preferences. What is God telling you? to Do be part of a church. Yes. Be part of a church. Now I understand. People might feel more comfortable in this setting or that setting, but be part of it. That's the that's the takeaway message today, David.
1: It sure is. And, you know, it's a challenge with all of uh, social media's capabilities. I mean, you know, even if you look at uh, Pope Francis, he has over 10.1 million people following his Twitter feed. Mm. And again, um, I only bring that up just because it's the Vatican and the Pope, but, you know, It is easy to stay in your home Mm. with technology. You know, a lot of these churches are going high tech, but it is so against what the Bible says because you can't get. The way Christ built it is the way Christ built it. It's not for us to change it. And he knew what he was doing.
0: Exactly right. So
1: we got to remember, he's the creator of heaven and earth. I I think he can figure out how to build the church effectively. So So, Exactly right, David. So
0: when we align ourselves... Right. With God's plan, right. things will move in the, in the right direction. Right. I mean, when it says here for an elder or as a pastor, uh-huh. he says um, in Titus chapter 1, he says, for this reason, five, verse 5, for this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order, notice that orderly, things mm-hmm. that are lacking and appoint elders or pastors in right. every city, churches now here's the qualifications if a man is blameless the husband of one wife have faithful children not accused of of, uh, consumption or wild living is he blameless? is he not quick tempered? is he not given to wine? all of these qualifications he's hospitable he's Mm -hmm. a lover of what is good he could be put there's qualifications orderly to to make church orderly Why, why would we get this instruction if church was optional?
1: yeah it's not optional. God, God says it is not optional. He tells us not to give up meeting together in Hebrews 10 to 25. Paul even goes so far as to call the church the bride of Christ. Yeah, right. So, you know, God says we're supposed to meet together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the way it is. You, you, we can't change it because it's easier right. on our schedule. Right.
0: And so in summary... You know, we look for answers mm-hmm. to life's problems in politics or the economy right. or some social system. Or, Ultimately, the organization that is going to change this world is the church. And by that, I mean local churches. You know, it just is. When we belong to the church and we participate in the church, we might think, of, well, what am I doing to change things?
1: It can have an effect. It can have an effect. Local churches sent the gospel around the world. You know... Well, I'd like to end on my part with this verse. Uh, Matthew eighteen twenty. where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Right. And you brought that up. He's with us. Yes. How powerful is that? Why forsake that? Th- think about the power we're going to get when we leave there if he was with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You You know, and, and just yeah. associating with people that are right. like-minded,
0: you're going to absorb some of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to strengthen your own faith walk. Right. So we thank you, David. I mean, again, we could go on and on with this. Oh my gosh! uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. But I do see this as a real, a real pernicious trend in culture in in Christianity today. That there's almost like a hemorrhaging,
1: especially with the youth, because it's so easy for them with social media to just sit there and the youth have to understand what you said john what's in the bible yeah what the bible says about being in a church and under authority yeah
0: because facts trump feelings Mm -hmm. you know i I might feel this way or feel that way and and true facts comes from the truth what it's not how i feel it's what does god's word say right and so that's uh this is something we're going to deal with and and look into we're going to get into different topics in the coming weeks but Nevertheless, we do thank you all for listening in. This is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Hopefully in the near future, we'll be back at our station. Yeah. And, uh, although this tape recordings have been working really well in the interim. They have. So God bless you. And if you haven't become part of a church or if you're not a born again believer, first, that's the first step, as it says in Peter chapter one, that you'd be born again. Step number two Desire the sincere milk Mm -hmm. of the word. That's learning the basics of the Christian faith through the word of God, the Bible. And the next step is then be fitted. You're like a stone, a living stone that should be fitted with other living stones in the church body. And then you go out from there to declare the Mm -hmm. glory of God. Okay, Dave, thank you, and thank you again. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless you. God bless you all.